Welcome back to End to End with myself and Joe here with you. The Stanley Cup has been awarded. We missed a, a ton of NHL hockey, to say the least. Missed the second round, third round, and the final. But we are recapping the Stanley Cup final between the Colorado Avalanche and the Tampa Bay Lightning, which Colorado took home their first Stanley Cup since 2001. It was a monumental matchup in the finals. Uh, this is something we wanted for a while. This is something you wanted for a while. Joe, how you doing? What do you can say about the Stanley Cup final we had this year? Doing good. And it kind of sucks that we did we missed out based on almost the whole playoffs to talk about because it's one of like the best playoffs in like recent memory, I think. Like just in terms of like like even though there was like lot, there's honestly like quite a bit of sweeps, mostly done by like Colorado. Um, but like I think like the playoffs as a whole were super entertaining. We got great matchups on paper, and especially like the Stanley Cup final, like I like you just said, like I've wanted that matchup since like 2020. And we finally got it this year. It didn't disappoint because there was two overtime games. Mm -hmm. um, and even like the game six clincher was a 2-1 tight win for Colorado. Um, and we'll, we'll break it down here in this episode. But the, I, like, I think this is like one of the best playoffs we've had in a while. Lots of point producers like McDavid Drysaddle finished leading the playoffs in scoring. And they got swept in the third round. So it's pretty unbelievable. Yeah, my uh, prediction to start the year was uh, Carolina Edmonton, which is really weird, but ended up working out. And uh, the Carolina Hurricanes obviously got eliminated game seven of round two. Edmonton got eliminated, embarrassed in round three. It was close enough. I didn't want to go too mainstream because everyone was picking Colorado. Everyone's picking Tampa. Everybody's picking Florida. What do you know? It happens for, I, I think, the first time in a while we saw the two favorites in each conference at least big power horses in the NHL go to the Stanley Cup final and ultimately verse each other, right? Yeah, I think the last time like this happened was probably like the 2013 Hawks and Bruins, like two powerhouses. Like I remember Boston was a powerhouse that year. They won the cup like two years before. Obviously, Chicago won the cup in 2010. Yeah. I think that was like the last time it was like best on best uh, for each conference. I'm trying to think maybe like Tampa and Chicago 2015, but I don't think Tampa were that dominant that season, like in the regular season, I would say like Boston, Chicago were more dominant uh, in each conference. Yeah. It's well, we got the dream matchup. We all wanted. Um, I would probably say it lived up to the hype. It was pretty good hockey, pretty good hockey yeah. to say the least in the final for sure. Um, we can go to the Colorado avalanche, obviously the champions of the NHL in 2022 uh, they went in game six in Tampa Bay in a tight one. Uh, Kill McCart takes home the Conn Smythe, the Norris, and the Cup all within less than a week, which is really, really impressive for a young dude like that. 29 points in 20 games play. That's unbelievable. Um, and he's only just going to get better. And Kill McCart is one of those players that you can obviously say he might be the best player on his team. And that's a team with Nathan McKinnon on their squad. Um, so it's, it's pretty, pretty amazing that this Colorado team was finally able to do this after a couple of years of not passing that second round, uh, getting not, not embarrassed in a way, but just like losing very stupidly. Um, obviously, for San Jose in game seven, we don't need to talk about what happened against Vegas last year, four straight losses. Um, I'm sure that that is way in the rear view mirror for them, but Colorado, man, they're a great team. And there's one of, this is one of the teams where I think everyone in the NHL, and if you're not a fan of the Colorado Avalanche, I think this is one of the teams where, like, they got to win a Stanley Cup, and they ultimately did it. 
Yeah, we were talking about it all season long. Like, this is cup or bust for them. And they flat out, like, were the best team in the playoffs by, like, a mile. They went 16-4. and four. At one point, going into the cup final, they're 12-2, uh, and two, which is incredible. Two sweeps, first round and the third round. And then even in the Stanley Cup final, they all played Tampa in basically every game, but maybe game three, I would say. Um, and just, they were just dialed in from game one. They knew they had to win the cup this year and they flat out delivered. Like you said, McCarr was unbelievable. McKinnon was great. Branton and didn't score as much, had a lot of assists and points. Landis Gog was great. Val Nachushkin was great. Alturi Lekkinen was great. Like they had a lot of scoring from their secondary guys. Um, a lot of, a lot of amazing trades made by uh, Don Sackick over there. Uh, nominated for GM of the year. I don't even think they announced the winner yet, but no. he should win it because yeah. that trade deadline basically won them the <laughs> cup. Like they got Manson, who was incredible. Uh, Lekkinen is incredible. Cogliano was was great. Um, I'm probably missing. Oh, they got uh, like Sturm, but he didn't really play. But like it was more the Lekkinen, Manson were incredible additions there at the trade deadline. Yeah, and this is the thing we talked about on BLP. Like usually you see a team go to the final, win the cup. And, you know, some trades don't work out and they still win the cup, but they just end up still winning the cup. Uh, this is one of the trades and one of the deals that Don Sackick has done. And he, they've all worked out, like even up until their cup winning run. They got Kemper in the offseason, Taves a few years ago, Nazem Kadri a few years ago. Like the list goes on. Valna Chushkin signed. Like it's just the endless road of signing and trading and working out for this team. And it's finally paid off and delivered for that team, ultimately winning the Stanley Cup. But I want to go to the other side of things with the Tampa Lightning. And to me, they played very underwhelming in game six of the Stanley Cup final when it's do or die. But then we realize, I think it was today or yesterday, today. how many damn injuries this team had. Uh, Joe, I don't know if you have the tweet with you or who tweeted it. I think it was Joe Smith of the Tampa Lightning Insider. He tweeted a bunch of injuries and it was a bunch of big names for them. So I don't really... Uh, see why I, I don't really I try, I've kind of get why they didn't really play it at their best in some games during this playoffs. So if you want to go through the injuries and go through the players that had the injuries, go ahead. Yeah, I got it. I got it right in front of me. So we got Braden Point, who's obviously injured. He got injured in Game Seven versus the Leafs. Everyone knows this. He had a significant tear in his quad and will be recovered in a few weeks from now. And he got hurt a month and a half ago. So mm. that was probably like a two month ish injury that he tried to come back for he played game one and two of the cup final missed all the other rounds um so that's he's one of their he was probably their best playoff goal scorer the last few two runs and he was yeah. just not available for their basically their whole run um belmar had a meniscus injury to his knee going into the playoffs sorelli suffered an ac joint in both shoulders so if you wonder why he couldn't really score that much is because he couldn't shoot um, he needs surgery. McDonough had a uh, fractured fingers. Kucherov had that meniscus uh, in his knee. Uh, I think I have the other tweet here as well. Then Brandon Hagel had a foot fracture in the Florida series. So if you saw, he was very un ineffective. That, that's kind of a trade that really backfired for Tampa. Two first round picks. Yes, he signed for the next two years, but didn't pay off at all this year, even though they went to the cup final. Uh, Nick Paul had a shoulder AC joint sprain. I think we saw him got hurt there in the cup final. That was. Or the Eastern Conference final. No, it was, the yeah, no, it was the cup final. <laughs> yeah, so that was in his shoulder. Another shoulder injury. Corey Perry had another shoulder injury, uh, and I think I think that that was it. That, that, that's, that, that's like 
10 guys almost. Mm-hmm. And they're key players for their ta- uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning too. I'm very surprised Killorn didn't have an injury. He had yes. zero goals, four assists. <laughs> he was uh, awful. Didn't really do much in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, this, the other healthy guy, which I was really surprised to see, was Steven Stamkos. Maybe he was battling a day-to-day thing, but he was healthy. He was scoring, and this probably was the best season Steven Stamkos had to start to finish ever. I know he scored 60 goals back in the day in 2012, but this is one year where he was just healthy and pouncing and on goals and points. Yeah, I think even in, like they had the closing press conference today. He even said like this is like my best year in, a, in like a decade of like healthy basically all the way through. You saw that in the regular season. He had a career year with points. Uh, he was really good all playoff long. Even in the final, he was really good. He was yeah. like flying out there, but it was more like everyone else was like lumbering and couldn't really do much. Like Kucherov was was hampered. Point was obviously not there. Those are two huge losses if they're not at a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I, I want to pose a question. I posed this on BLP yesterday as well, or Monday. Yeah, I mean, yesterday was Monday. Uh, is this a, it for the dominant team that we know of as the Tampa Lightning, or will they be back? No, they'll be back. They have their whole core locked up. The only guy that the only main piece they have to resign is Palat, and they've already started conversations on that. If I'm Tampa, I would do as much as I can to get rid of Kalorin's contract, <laughs> five million. That's basically Palat's money. Um, resigning Paul is going to be a little bit tough, but I mean, they have like Rude as a free agent, but you could have like Cal Foot, who they haven't, who played a little bit, could fill in for that spot. Like they still have that core. It's basically just have to focus on like getting Palat done and then trying to get rid of Kalorin if I'm them, to be honest. Um, but I, I think they'll, I don't know if they'll be cup again, but their window's still open. Like their oldest guy stand close at 32. Like the rest of the guys are like, well, Hedman's like 31, but Vasilevsky, Kucherov are like late 20s, points like mid 20s. Like they got time mm-hmm. still. They got Hagel, who's still be there. He's young. They have Ross Colton. Yeah. Um, they still have good old, I think Maroon and Perry, I think are signed for another year. I talk about Perry because that guy, he might retire after this year. <laughs> after that, three straight years of losing in the cup final with three different teams. That's an NHL record. And I would feel horrible for the guy if he didn't have that cup with the Ducks. But again, <laughs> my God, that must be awful. Like, I understand two of those runs were basically Cinderella runs with not great teams. And Tampa is the one. Like, he got there again with Tampa, the team that, that beat him and then ultimately lost. Um, but, man, that's tough. That's tough for Perry. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know whenever we're going to see the next time that ever happens. Oh a player losing three straight times in the final two, involving the same team in the blue and white, uh, which is the Tampa Bay Lightning. But, yeah, to answer, to answer my own question, like I think Tampa will be back. I think they'll be a playoff team. There's some teams in the Atlantic Division and in the Eastern Conference, for that matter, that might surprise next year that team or people might not think they will be. Uh, playoff teams and there's also teams that are in the playoffs right now that may f- like fall out like we we know there's a washington team that's old we know there's a pittsburgh team that's old and we know there's a boston bruins team that's injured and old uh, at the same time so i don't know what is going to happen with those teams i see tampa as a playoff team don't know if they'll get back to the cup like you said joe but I, I, you can't even be surprised if they do yeah, because eventually, like, I kind of mentioned this before the playoffs started, it's like, eventually it's going to catch up. Like, all those trading, all those picks will catch up to them. And, like, obviously it hasn't this year, and maybe it's next year, but I, with that core intact, and, like, they really proved that, like, that core is, like, unreal. Like, yeah. even, like, we were we were at the cottage watching game five 
And like that game was amazing. Like they played the best that they could. They emptied the tank that game. That's why I don't think they look good in game six. They just gave everything they had left in that game in Colorado. And they Colorado like outplayed them, but it like it wasn't as bad as the previous games. Um, and like they 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 just had like that poise to get it done in a in a raucous building. And they just they emptied the tank and got it there. So I think they still have it now that they have like a more legit off season here, like more time than they've had off in the other cup runs. Um, maybe that will do something for them because they've just played a ton of hockey the last three years, a ton, especially yeah. playoff style hockey. Yeah. The most in the NHL, obviously, because three straight yeah. finals, right? So <laughs> it takes a toll after a while um, to go back to Colorado. We had this discussion yesterday on another pod. What do you think the priority list is for the Avalanche in terms of getting uh, the three main guys I think signed is Kemper, Kadri, Nachushkin. What is the order you would put in their priority list for Joe Sackick? It's tough because they won a cup with a goalie that was like (laughs) the entire playoffs. Like he had like a 900 the whole playoff run and they went 16 and four. So like how important was he really for the whole team? It's it, that's why it's a little bit tough because I would 100% say like the goalie obviously starting goalie but he was not good during the playoffs like he he cost them game five to be fully honest with a couple awful goals but um I would say I would say the goalie but I'm not sold and then next would have to be Nachushkin because he was unreal during the run and he kind of fits their their age window like mid late 20s which a lot of the team is in uh, right now um Kadri obviously had a career year like he'll I don't think he'll ever have a year like he had this year like almost would have had 100 points if he was healthy the whole year obviously got hurt in the cup in the in the playoffs came back in the cup final with that with that thumb injury scored the OT winner in game four so he was he's gonna get paid a ton and he's also gonna be turning 32 so like that contract could be risky I don't think he's gonna get 90 points next year um so I would say Kadri's three, Nachushkin two, Kemper one, but you could switch Kemper and Nachushkin. I just don't know who else would be on the goalie market that they could. I don't know if they want to give a long-term contract to Kemper because I know Bednar, like even Bednar, like the relationship between him and, and Kemper was not great. Um, if you like, if you saw the games that they lost, the post games, he kind of said like Kemper was not good. Like he like yeah. kind of called them out. So like, I don't know if Bednar loves Kemper at all. He might like Francois maybe a little bit more, but since they traded for Kemper, he's more established, whatever. So I'd say maybe Nachushkin one, Kemper two, Kadri three. I think Kadri is gone unless he takes like a massive, massive discount. Um, So those would be my three. How about you? Yeah, no, I'd agree. Um, The only way I think, I I think Kemper will come back on the exact same deal. I don't see why Colorado, or I don't see why Thirsty Kemper would be anything mad or less, more than mad than that. Uh, to come back on the exact same contract and have a chance to win another cup with this team. But then Nachushkin, then Kadri at three, um, maybe Kemper at two and then Nachushkin at one, just because like you said, he fits that style. He has, he he's grown basically in Colorado. This is where his money yeah. was made. I don't know if he wants to go to market and kind of, you know, test where he's actually going to get paid in the millions. But if he comes back to Colorado, he'd be a great fit on the first, second line for them. So uh, they also have Lekkinen as an RFA. I don't know if he's going to get done. I think he will, honestly, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think like you could basically give Kadri whatever Kadri's on now. Yeah. You could probably give to Lekkinen maybe a little bit less because he is an RFA, so they have his rights still. So I think that will get – if worst case, it could do arbitration one year, but I think he'll get done there. 
Yeah. Okay. We'll get more into signings, trades during the off season because it's planned for another busy one like last year. So we'll see what happens with the Avs and Tampa, but congratulations to the Colorado Avalanche winning the Stanley Cup. We'll go to the NHL awards, which is probably the least memorable thing of the last couple of months in NHL hockey, but we had them. Uh, we had some winners. We had Austin Matthews take home the Ted Lindsay and Hart Memorial Trophy. Also took home the Rocket Richard Trophy as well this year. Uh, McCar took home the Norris, and then you can go with the rest of the awards that were handed out. Well, not that night, but just in general. So we got, well, that night we also got just Jerkin taking the Vesnet, almost a landslide. landslide. The McCar Norris one was so weird because, like, he had the most points, but Yossi had the most first place votes. So, like, it was actually a really tight race between mm-hmm. him and Yossi. But Makar is unbelievable. Like, if Yossi didn't have one already, I think he would have got it. No yeah. problem. Just because he had almost 100 points. Like, that's incredible. Makar would have had close to that because I think he missed a few games as well. But, I mean, the Nora, like, he's amazing defensively, Makar. He's the best, going to be the best defenseman of our generation because like he's our age basically he's my age so it's actually it's pretty incredible um Shosturkin won the Vesna like basically almost a landslide Cider won the Calder pretty handedly as well um 20 year old defenseman put up over 50 points on like a pretty shitty team so that's pretty impressive considering that a few years ago he was a shock pick yeah. uh, going sixth overall in 2019 no one know, knew who this guy was and now he looks like a cornerstone defenseman for the Red Wings uh, this was already a few weeks ago, but Daryl Sutter won the Jack Adams. Bergeron won the Selkie for a record sixth time. He's rumored to come back to Boston for one more year. Uh, he's not going to hang up the skates yet. This, he's still on the top of his game, especially defensively. Uh, Kyle Connor won the Lady Bing, basically the sportsmanship, so like the least penalty minutes. And then we could get into the coaching carousel here. Mm-hmm. So why don't you kick that off? Because there's been tons of movement so far. Yeah, um, I remember a few years ago, I thought the story with the coaching carousel was over, but we're back on the ride again. Um, Jay Woodcroft full-time with Edmonton, so I believe it's a three-year deal uh, with them. I don't know the money. St. Louis full-time with the Montreal Canadiens, which is good. This is something we wanted for sure. Cassidy to Vegas, which was surprising to see on the Boston side of things, where didn't think that he was the problem in Boston, but sure, go ahead, goes to Vegas. Of course, he goes to Vegas. Um, John Tortorella to Philadelphia on a massive contract for them. Don't see how that works out. Uh, Lambert or Lambert, I don't know how to say the name, but he's going to the Islanders because they fired Barry Trotz, surprisingly, Lou Lamorello. Uh, Peter DeBoer goes to Dallas. Obviously, he was fired by Vegas a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago. So he goes to Dallas. Paul Maurice, which is a surprise to me, going to the Florida Panthers in exchange. Brunette's gone. I guess Brunette is off the coaching roster. Uh, I don't know if that's confirmed yet or not. Is coming back as assistant? I don't know. Uh, Luke Richardson from the Montreal Canadiens coaching staff to the Chicago Blackhawks coaching staff, which is a good move, I think, for the Chicago Blackhawks. And then uh, Barry Trotz will not be coaching next year. He got the offer from Winnipeg, decided to say no to it. I don't think that was out in rude intent, but I think he just wants to take a year off, see where he goes. The only rude part I think it is is because he didn't want to take the job in Winnipeg. Let's be completely honest, because... A coach has that mindset. They have that hunger to coach. They like helping out the players. They like doing what they do on a daily basis. He just didn't want to do it in Winnipeg, which is a team in in a weird spot right now, which in my opinion is not something Barry Trotz would be up to uh, with them. I don't see him fitting there, but which is the weirdest one 
to say the least, for all these coaches that have been on the ride? Oh, by far, it's towards the Philly. You could probably hear <laughs> this is probably your choice as well. I don't know, actually, by far, because Maurice to Florida was just as weird. Yeah. But Torres was off last year, I believe. He was working with ESPN. The Flyers just absolutely imploded the last two years. Like, they had that one nice – they had that 2019-20. They were on fire going into the bubble. And then since the, since the bubble, they have not been – even close to good enough. They they traded their captain Claude Giroux this past deadline. He who knows where he's gonna end up. Um, they just had a lots of coaching turmoil there. Like they had Ale Vigneault, they fired him, had Mike Yo. They basically had three former uh, head coaches on their coaching staff, and they were all and they were a disaster, the team. Um I don't know what they're doing right now, Philly, because they're not an older team, but they're not a young team either. Like they, I've heard Ivan Provorov's name in the rumor mill. He's only like 25. Um, it's just such a weird spot they're in. And that GM should already have been fired for giving up terrible contracts. Like, I mean, the Kevin Hayes one won't age well. The Van Reams like one hasn't been great. Risk the line, trading for risk the lining and then extending him is like a criminal offense. And then you hire a coach who's like kind of like a win now, kick in the yeah. pants type of coach with a team that won't make the playoffs next year, most likely, um, unless it's like a miracle. Um, it's just so, and it's a four-year deal too, not like a, you know, a two-year deal, see yeah. how it is, four years. So <laughs> if it doesn't work out in two years, they'll probably fire him and he'll have two <laughs> years left on that deal. So it's, it just makes no sense to me. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to play the injury card or the, I don't even know what card this year because – you know, every player basically on the roster wasn't up to par at all, except maybe Cam Atkinson. Um, yeah. And he's a former Torts guy as well. So he'll be fired up to see Torts back behind his back. Um, but I don't know what the Philadelphia Flyers, weird scenario. But I think the weirdest one other than that is what you said, Paul Maurice to Florida. I, I Coach of the year candidate, Andrew Burnett, is just, bye, pack your bags, see ya, or we're moving on. Um, I don't know if Maurice is the guy. Like, I I, I don't know. Like he left Winnipeg. Um, I don't know what that says about Winnipeg though. Like I know maybe some other stuff he wanted to do, Paul Maurice, but like, what the hell does that say about Winnipeg? If your coach decided not to go and then you decided to interview another coach who didn't want to go as well. Um, I don't know if that's going to work out for the Panthers. They have a great team. I, I just don't see how coaching was the main issue. Uh, Russo said it was basically, they got swept. They had to do something. Uh, which is unacceptable probably. So maybe that's it. But yeah, a weird one there for sure. Don't know what other coaches are out there. Don't know what other teams need coaches. Um, but we, we should see a lot of things happening in the NHL this offseason for sure, signing-wise and trade-wise. Like we thought last year was busy, and this year might be just as. Yeah, I mean, there's so many free agents potentially available, so many guys that are RFA looking at Russo's boys in Calgary over there to see what's going to happen over there um but yeah like i think like even with like the cap only up going up like only one million this year like there could be like a lot of trades happening um and like there seems to be some sort of shift in the in the eastern conference a little bit like you said you mentioned pittsburgh washington um so maybe a few other eastern conference teams might be a little bit more aggressive this offseason boston again potentially falling off completely um i'm uh, hoping it's an amazing offseason um, we got the drafts coming up next week already, next Thursday, Friday. 
Yeah. And then free agency is in like two weeks from now, two weeks tomorrow is free agency. So like it's coming quick and hard and fast here. Um, I expect like a lot of movement to happen um, specifically with like teams trying to get over the hump uh, and stuff like that. So I, I'm really hoping it's another good off season, like last off season. Yeah. We'll be in Mexico for the, I think a day into our trip when free agency hits. So I don't know how, yeah. how much you're going to keep on tabs on day one of free agency, but we won't we gotta, be. We gotta, we gotta stream uh, sports. <laughs> we gotta trade uh, free agent frenzy in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't know if we're gonna do a post thing because it'll be a week old. All the news that happens on day one. So maybe we could do a pre thing uh, for free agency. Maybe we'll do something with BLP because I we can, I can't even record that as well because uh, we're in Mexico. So we'll see what happens yeah. with free agency. But a lot of good guys on the market. A lot of good forwards to be honest on the market for sure that teams, you know, could need in their bottom six, need in their top six for sure. Um, so we'll see the drafts in a couple weeks or drafts next week, Shane Wright, maybe to Montreal Canadiens number one, but I, th- I believe Craig Button or Bob McKenzie had other things wise today with his draft rankings. Yeah. I don't know what the heck that was. Um, I don't like all of a sudden Slavkovsky, like they've had right one for this draft for like years. And all mm-hmm. of a sudden, like a week before the draft, they just put Slavkovsky at one. I don't get it there. I don't know what the overthinking of it is. Like clearly the guy that's been supposed to go number one overall should go number one overall. Like he has like, like, yes, he's not like maybe as flashy as like a slab cost like a huge center a huge winger that could that could score and like he did well in like the olympics and the world championships and all that but i don't know i'm still taking right if i'm montreal and they better take right because yeah, the center will start fucking booing <laughs> the shit out of them if they don't. Yeah. to finish off today's episode we got a spicy meatball before all the off-season craziness starts so my spicy meatball has there hasn't been one in six weeks. It's been in the freezer for a long time. It's been thrown into the oven. Um, it's gonna be very, very well marinated, very, very well cooked. Um, so my uh, spicy meatball for this episode before all the off-season craziness starts is that one of the big free agent forwards. I'm talking Goudreau, Forsberg, um, and like I guess you could throw Kachuk's name in there. One of those three will not be with their team come the fall. Yeah, I'll say yes, guy, for sure. I mean, <laughs> you just look at the money that's going to be spent with teams. Like you said, uh, with teams trying to go over the hump, I, I think these are three guys who will definitely put you over that hump, uh, whatever your case may be with that organization. So I'll say, yeah, I mean, it's quite possibly, like all, all those three guys you just mentioned, there's probably more guys that are on free agency um, that might get a lot of money in, in free agency as well. They're just guys, though, that they can re-sign with their team because how much they like their team that they've been playing with for so many years. But I wouldn't be surprised if they take the bag and uh, and go with another team. But that's a good one. Um, so there's something we want to do before uh, we get to the next episode whenever we record. So we're going to try and get an episode in before we are really busy with all the other things. But we're going to go through Joe Spicy Meatballs for the 2021-2022 NHL season so let's begin with the first one that you wrote down Leafs make the cup final I I don't know why there's nothing there I think I said no so I think I got that right (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) um Montreal wins the draft lottery I said no they end up winning the draft lottery let's go um what else 
Paros will be resigned or fired by Department of Player Safety this year offseason. So that one's still tendering. That one's yeah. still in the grinder right now. So that's not really uh, answered. NHL will cleanse the league with old owners, GMs, coaches. So in a way, it's right because, dude, look how many coaches have been gone. Like, yeah. So in a way, it's right. But I don't know if we want to fully go on that because GMs, owners, right? Um. Calgary Flames make the Western Conference Finals. I said, yes, that is wrong. <laughs> mm. um, Kane or Tay spend their whole careers. That's that's something that's a bit longer. Yeah, uh, that's, that's a few years. Austin Matthews wins the hurt. I said, yes. Yeah. So that's right. Uh, Atlantic team will go to the finals. Uh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Holy smokes. You hammered a ton of these. 1996. You're putting these bets. Yeah. 1996 Stanley Cup final rematch. No, I got right. Because it was only half of it. Yeah. Well, at least a Florida team was in it. Um, damn, I I was right. Peter DeBoer will be fired by the Knights. Damn. Yep. Okay. I think we went over that though. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Capitals win the series. That was totally wrong. That was when they were Florida was looking like ass. Yeah, they were. <laughs> um, I think that's it. I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't know if you have some from years ago that we didn't really go over but i think we're pretty let me good. let me look at last year's yeah so, go through them um some that were undecided so one of them was will ovechkin officially pass wayne gretzky that's still that's undecided. So will arizona relocate in the next five years you said no does arena count <laughs> <laughs> uh i mean Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, that counts. So no, that, I'm wrong on that one. Okay. <laughs> because That's they're funny. going to a damn barn. Literally a barn. Um, okay. So will the NHL change the playoff rule in the next five years? Still remains to be seen. A Canadian team will make the Stanley Cup Finals. You said yes, and that was Montreal, but that was also applying to lot like two years ago. Yeah. So I don't know if we were applying that after Montreal, there'd be another Canadian team. I don't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. When was Dan Quinn fired last year, right? Yeah. Okay, so then you got this right because you said Montreal, Montreal made the final because this is for 2020, 2021. Somehow okay. they fucking made the final. <laughs> the Penguins in trouble. You said no. Well, they made the playoffs, so you were right. Uh, Lani B and CBJ next season, you said yes, and he was. Uh, undecided, undecided. Nashville channels and GM1 will be fired. Well, one of them resigned. If that counts, <laughs> so I will say yes. That was right. Matthew's 50 goals. No, that was last year as well. I could be traded to Western Conference in the offseason. You said yes, which was right to Vegas. Fancy it wasn't the offseason, but I mean, we'll. We'll count it. We'll count it. It was early into the season after, and he didn't play a game for Buffalo ever again. So that counts. Uh, fans 50%. Uh, you said no, that was wrong because it was like almost 100 in Florida, technically. Uh, Flyers, blah, blah, blah. One of the worst. I don't know. Oh, one of the most recent trade deadlines. Yeah, it was way worse than this year. Last year's was. No, but they didn't play each other, so I won't count that. Uh, and I think that was it. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. You did we pretty well. More. Damn, I swear we had more. Flyers will make a massive offseason national. Okay, actually, hold on. I'm looking at these other ones. These are futures right before the season started. So I said Eichel would be traded for Christmas and he was and that Claude Drew would leave Philly. I said those two and I was right on both. Yeah. Uh, and then you said McCarr 90 points. I'm going to give that to you because he would have got it if he played all 
all his games. How much did he end up then with? Eighty four. Eight, like 85, 86. Like he was close. So I'll give it to you. And then point forty five goals. He did not get forty five goals. He barely got forty five points, man. He was so injured. I know he was. He was pretty bad this year for his standards. All right, and that's it. I don't know if we have spicy meatballs ready in the off season, but maybe we'll see. we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll see we'll, how it, the off season plays out, and exactly. then I can get some more spice in there. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I think that's it for this episode of End to End. Colorado Cup champs, congratulations to them. Nazem Kadri, specifically on my part, congratulations to him. I know people bash him in Toronto, but I don't give a shit, man. He's a Stanley Cup champ. It's a leaf curse. Oh, yeah. Once again, a former Maple Leaf is winning the Stanley Cup. So um, that's been it for end to end. We hopefully will be back next week. Join us then. Woo!